Hello. Welcome to Closed Door Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Mill Ivory. If you're looking for a non-judgmental, open and honest conversation about any and all things that are usually discussed behind closed doors, you're in the right place. Hello, 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 CDC fam. Today, I have a very interesting conversation for you guys. Now, I'm not sure if you can tell by the title, but it's really self-explanatory. But I have Miss Amy here with me today, and we're going to talk about eating something sexy. Now, whether you are just trying to figure out how to make Valentine's Day more interesting or memorable, or just want to improve the way you eat. Me personally, I feel like everybody should just improve the way they eat. And then, you know, of course, it's always beneficial if it can help your sex life. So Amy, if you would please introduce yourself to the CDC fam. Hi there. Um, I'm Amy Riley, and I'm considered an expert on aphrodisiac foods, uh, <laughs> which um, is basically the relationship between food and sex. Um, I run a very fun website called eatsomethingsexy.com, and I'm the author of five aphrodisiac cookbooks. I have a master's degree in gastronomy, which is basically the study of food, everything except cooking it. Um, but I do that too, actually. So that's me in a nutshell. Everything except cooking it <laughs> everything except yeah. okay so I do I am so excited about this conversation because I read in your bio and I understand that most of your career has been dedicated to getting people excited about making good food choices and showing them how to use food to ex um let's see gain excitement in the bedroom I guess mm. is a better way to say mm -hmm. it yeah. Okay, so I was going to tell them what the aphrodisiac is, just in case there are some people that are lame and don't know what that is. But <laughs> <laughs> you've already, you know, broke that down. So other than <laughs> now, I when I was doing my research, I've I seen a lot of things about the typical types of aphrodisiacs, the general stuff. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy is I seen some of the normal things like chocolate and seafood and oysters and some of those things, but I didn't see one of the things that surprised me is two things I didn't see that people normally say is an aphrodisiac and that's pineapples. So <laughs> I don't know why that's misconstrued, but I definitely want to clear that up for the CDC fam. And also another thing that surprised me was asparagus. So yeah. I want, I want, yeah. So I definitely want to talk. Um, I want you to enlighten me as well as my CDC fam on the science behind that. Oh, I would be happy to. So pineapple is a great topic, and it's with my website. Eat something sexy. People come to the site to learn about pineapple more than any other food. Uh, which I find fascinating. And it wasn't a food, you know, that I really, I knew it was aphrodisiac, but I just didn't realize that people were that into pineapple. Because um, they think it make you taste good too. You right, know, it right. tastes good. It's supposed to make you taste good. It's supposed yeah. to also give you sexual excitement. So let's see what the expert has to say about this. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. So the truth about pineapple. Um, yes, pineapple is an aphrodisiac and it has this sort of folkloric history as an aphrodisiac. 
Zodiac. Um, there's also some weird modern folklore. Do you know the thing about the upside down pineapple in your shopping cart? Oh, I heard about that. Oh, my God. okay. So tell the people, because you're the expert. So I'm not the expert. I want you to tell the people about that because I explore all things sex because that's just the type right. of person that I am. I am so open with that thing. But yeah, tell my people about that. I, th- I so, think they're going to be intrigued. So the upside down pineapple in the shopping cart is basically sending out a signal while you're grocery shopping, which is the part I find weird about it, but whatever. Um, It sends out a signal that you are a swinger who is looking for a little action. And I don't know why you're looking for it in the grocery store, but hey, maybe that really works well. I'm not sure. That's so weird. That whole swinger thing. I'm actually doing an interview Mm -hmm. with some swingers. So that whole (laughs) love language is, is, (laughs) interesting that's kind of honestly if I'm honest about it I found out about that when I did my pre-interview with the with the couple that I'm doing with the swinging yeah honestly it's I don't I mean to each their own and that's you know I don't quite understand it either I feel like someone would always feel left out Mm -hmm. I don't know I have like I have this very I'm always concerned about whether other people are having a good time and so I I just feel like doesn't someone get left out I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I, I can't relate to that. I did learn. I had a poly episode. I learned a lot about that, that I may also be open to being a single poly maybe, but <laughs> right, right, right. I always thought it was for people that was willing to share, but that's not always the case. So right. let me ask you this. So I learned because I love coffee. People that know me know that mm-hmm. I love a good cup of joe. Coffee is actually considered an aphrodisiac food. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's one of my favorites, actually. You just you just brought us around to one of my very favorites. Um, <laughs> coffee. Coffee is good. So you're having a romantic dinner, right? You're trying to, you know, seduce someone and be it like a, a potential partner or, you know, your husband or wife or, or whoever it is. You're getting near the end of your aphrodisiac meal. Uh, and maybe maybe you're just tired. I mean, maybe it's been a long day, mm-hmm. but you got, you know, the, the idea is to move this on to the bedroom or wherever the venue is that you next did, you know, intend to get naked. Um, and uh, you're tired. So great way to end a romantic dinner is with uh, coffee, like a little shot of espresso, something, you know, small it, because of course it gives you energy pretty instantly. Right. Mm-hmm. But it also enhances mood. So you're in a you have a little energy and you're in a good mood all of a sudden. And, you know, getting in the mood for love, it's a lot easier to get in that mood when you're in a good mood. Um, so coffee is like way up there on my list of, of favorite, favorite aphrodisiacs to serve in a meal. Is it because it increased dopamine, though? OK, honestly, I or does it? I, hate, I, I, I just I know that I hate saying but... I don't know in an interview. Um, I am the not expert, positive, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, that being said, I am not a nutritionist. Um, and and Correct. by the way, and I am not a physician. So whatever I say here, it's all you know entertainment. It's all based on history, and I do extensive research, so I do know what I'm talking about. But you should take advice from your doctor, not from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Everybody knows that. Cho- so I went to one of the least common. I felt like it was I, the most common is people say pineapples. And I say least common because I didn't realize coffee was an aphrodisiac. I just mm. 
freaking love coffee. Like coffee is so fucking good to me. Like I just like I coffee. love it too. Like I, I eat too. coffee candy. Like what the fuck mm. are we doing? So that being said, thinking of coffee candy. Now I heard that the combination of chocolate and coffee together is oh. like whoa. I mean, I I don't. I mean, for me, you couldn't get much better than that. Now. We need to rewind here a little bit and say, okay, yes, I'm encouraging you to have coffee with your romantic meal. However, I need to say, if the person that you're trying to romance doesn't like coffee or they don't like chocolate, and yes, I know that's hard to imagine, but some people don't. Um, so don't don't try serving them these things in the name of like getting lucky, right? It's not going to work. Um, you know, the, the greatest thing you can do when when planning a romantic meal is to consider what the other person's going to enjoy. Hmm. And that, you know, it's like using food as a love language. and and that part of it, that sort of care and consideration is going to go a lot further than having a food that's supposed to, you know, raise your sex drive, right? Right. So I know one of the things that you specialize in is just teaching people to make food choices that would lean towards boosting the libido, right? Right, right. So if it was something that you would recommend on a daily basis. So when I just want to get clarity, when you say boost the libido, you mean something that would basically typically increase the sex drive on a daily basis? Yeah. Or is it something that would slowly increase the sex drive? Or I want you to kind of. So, yeah, that. absolutely. So it depends on it depends on the food. Um, you know, there are some there's some evidence that uh uh, oysters and other shellfish like clams, mussels, scallops could potentially just like raise your sexual hormone levels. Um, so, you know, so there's, there's ways of looking at things like that. Wait, Amy, one question. Let me interrupt you about this. So I also love seafood. It's crazy. I love almost all things seafood, but I, unless, I don't know, maybe you, maybe you don't know the answer to this, but unless I'm just one that is it a situation because I don't feel like it increases my libido like you know how some people mm. they'll go to dinner and they'll be like oh I ate these oysters so now I'm ready to fuck or <laughs> like right it yeah. don't do that to me so you know is Fair that enough. one of the situations where it's like you have it so often to can you become numb to it or you know what I'm saying like you're so mm. used to it um, yes and no. Um, in terms of the nutrition and, and the benefits that your body is getting, no, you're not going to become numb to it. Um, you probably just have a great sex drive and never thought twice about it, but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of there is always, you know, there's always a psychological element and nobody's ever been able to prove exactly how much that influences you, but we know that it does. There's been enough study to know there's a bit of that, you know, that placebo effect um, when it comes to aphrodisiacs. And if you're just not a believer, it may be benefiting your sexual health overall, but it's not going to turn you on in that moment. Now, in your opinion, because I, I, I have my, obviously my opinion on this, but in your opinion, does having an increased aphrodisiac um that boosts your libido is that still overseen by your mental mindset so yeah i mean absolutely uh, our you know our, our mind is going to 
it controls everything, right? And if you just have the wrong mindset, if you, you know, and that could be because of some sort of trauma, or it could be just, you're just, you know, it could be because of depression or you're just exhausted, whatever it is, the mind will absolutely, no matter how many chili peppers I give you or, or how, you know, whatever it is, if your mind isn't, doesn't want you to get aroused, then no, it's like, there's no food that's ever going to change that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. So that being said, one of the reasons why I asked, cause I know on your website, you have a list of products that makes a woman feel sexy right now. Question is not only about making a woman feel sexy. What about for a man? Like what is, mm. what are your recommendations for that? Well, I think often if you're in, um, you know, if you're, you're in a traditional relationship, I think often for the man making a woman feel sexy, like is a big boost, right? You mm-hmm. make her feel good. You feel good. Right. Uh, I know a therapist was just telling me like one of the best things for like men's happiness and their ego and everything else is like making their partner happy. Okay. So get, okay. Let's stop right there. I agree with that. I feel like sexually when it comes to sexual satisfaction, Mm -hmm. if the man cannot make the woman feel sexy or feel satisfied in desire, Mm -hmm. then it's going to affect his libido. Right. Because if you feel like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Like we're not where we need to be, but whose responsibility do you feel like that is? Ooh, Wow. Um, I mean, as you know, as an authority in this field, that's a little bit out of my realm as a, as a woman, um, I think it falls on both partners. Okay. So that's what I was looking for, Amy. That's (laughs) That's what made me ask you. That's exactly what I was looking for, because I know you talk about in the book about the different things of, um, the things that can be cooked or the different foods Mm -hmm. that's aphrodisiacs. So what do you recommend in regards to if you had to choose? Because a man is more, do you feel like a man is more likely to cook a meal or make a drink or do an appetizer? Ooh, you know. In your experience. Okay, so I am married. And in my husband's case, it would be like ordering in. That's with the math. That's the thing he'd be most likely to do. Maybe open a wine bottle for me. I don't know. Um, but it, it's pretty limited. Um, <laughs> and that's, and that's why I'm asking, because I think when it comes to some men, they'll do the generic stuff, but they don't, they're not going to do all the things that a woman can do. So I want to try to just put some subtle clues out there or settle things out there for the men that's listening to closed door conversations that they may want to do to help boost Mm -hmm. the libido. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Oh yeah. So I like, I do love to tell people, okay. Um, you know, if you are trying to romance your partner, if you're trying to be your, you know, put out your half of this romantic relationship, um, I want you to know there is no shame in takeout. I talk all the time about, you know, I have all kinds of recipes on my website. I talk all the time about cooking romantic meals or cooking together or whatever. If that makes you uncomfortable, there is no shame in takeout. 
but you plan the most amazing takeout and you bring it home and you put it on your own plates and you make it look pretty and and you set the table or you or or you put pitch a you know a little teepee in the backyard or or whatever it is you know wherever you want to have this meal it doesn't have to be at the table but you make everything feel special like you go to the effort to make it special Right. So guys, with that being said, Amy has a book out called Fork Me, Spoon Me, (laughs) the sensual cookbook. (laughs) First of all, let's talk about the cover of that fucking book. (laughs) It is so fucking sexy. It is amazing. Like, oh my God. Like the cover itself is just sexy to me. You know what I'm saying? To me, if you have somebody that's doing what they need to do, even in the mindset, the first thing looking at that book, they're going to want to take you on the counter. They're going to want to put you on the counter and handle business. That's period. Mm. Like we don't even get into what we eating and drinking. Let's just talk about what we're going to do on this counter. (laughs) So kudos to you for that. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Now everybody's like quickly Googling, what is this cover? Well, um, so thanks for that. Some, yeah, y'all need to go to her website. It's the title <laughs> of the show, Eat Something Sexy. That's it, period. Order the book, support her. So <laughs> let, So go ahead with the conversation. I want to, so ideally your husband is a person that orders. So yes. just say, and you know what? I just, in processing this, you just made me think about maybe I am one of those to just because if I'm like really into my partner, like we don't have to be doing all the extra shit. Like that's money mm-hmm. you can give me on my hair. Like, we yes, yeah. So, yeah. but you know, if he wanted to order out, he wanted to make something sexy because, you know, Valentine's Day is around the corner. Mm-hmm. So I like to say February is is love month for some people, but you know whatever. I, I'm not. Gonna it say is I'm, in my world. I mean, I, and and I'm not gonna say I'm a salty single because I'm not salty. Like I'm happily <laughs> single, but just say let's give people some ideas of some things. Obviously, people want to do the chocolate cup strawberries. That's like mm-hmm. duh. Um, I feel like that's like duh. But what I've learned over the last couple of years, I actually went on a date last year. And um, I went to the melting pot. I was taken to the melting Mm -hmm. pot. And I realized that it wasn't just about eating the chocolate. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the the sensuality of the cooking on the pot and the stirring in the pot. Mm. So I think I'm a fun do chick, even though it ain't about eating the chocolate and stuff. Oh, yeah, you are. I love it. Is yeah, is the sensuality that comes from the experience because I'm more of damn, I just answered my own question. So I'm more of an experience type person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Then then I guess what you feed into the body is is more right. of the things. So along that line, when you talk about being able to have sensual experiences with food, yes. other yes. than the common thing, because everybody wanna go to ice, right? <laughs> Right. Oh, good. Except I, I mean, not, well, I hate it. Oh, I know. I know it works for many people, but oh, please. No, (laughs) I'm not. If it helps you, Amy, I'm definitely not into the shock thing, but (laughs) I think that's the element of shock. See, I don't do shock. I I like to know what's, what's expected. I'm not that person. So I guess that's a good thing for whoever I may choose as a partner. Cause mm-hmm. they don't have to, they don't have to worry about the element of surprise shit with me. Right. Like no, right. <laughs> I'm good right. on all that. I like to Perfect. know what's going on. So what would you recommend for a quick, something that's quick, something that's easy, ac- easily accessible. Sure. 
that that you can do to put your partner in the mood? So, I mean, I love that you mentioned the fondue. So something, uh, interactive foods are always really fun and a great choice for a romantic evening. One of the things that I love to recommend is trying to make sushi together, like roll sushi together. You know, once, once you have your ingredients assembled, like it's a pretty easy thing to do. And no, it will never be beautiful and fabulous. Like it is from a Japanese restaurant, but it'll be your own. Now and Amy, you made it together. Now, you know, I'm a plus size woman. Now I didn't see a lot of people doing that sushi shit and it look all <laughs> cute and stuff, but they laying this food out on these flat ass bellies. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to lay mean, it out on anyone. I no, no, she, you don't have she to go be stuck in my rolls because I can't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not you're gonna you're just gonna so no, you're just gonna make it together. No, you're you're Got gonna it. roll the sushi together. And oh. um, you know, and if you I mean, and you can customize it too. You can you can make you can make sashimi or if you don't want all that rice, you can make there are rolls you can make without that much rice, can't or hand rolls with very little rice, or you know, but it's it's the act of making it together. It's the act of making something together and something fairly simple and kind of you know puts you in a rhythm together. It's it it makes you feel like a partnership. Um, and then it's something you can feed to each other as well. So that's another fun one. And fondue is something you can feed to each other. So that that can be really a lot of fun. Now, what about cocktails? Cocktails are good. Just not, don't have too many. <laughs> just no don't happens. have too many cocktails because no, then it don't no, be no. it don't be sexy no more. It just becomes. No. So, what is the science though behind certain ones? So, if you had to say, let me give you my top, um, I don't even know if I want to say five or ten. Um, let's say yeah. So let's say give let me give you my top ten mm. foods that I believe are the best aphrodisiacs that you can have i'm not going to even say on a daily basis let's say on a weekly basis that you can incorporate into a regular diet that will increase your libido okay so we actually on eat something have already done the work on this um but the thing is there's a list for men and that's very different than the list for women so as you know our bodies need different things. Um, so for men, let me think off the top of my head, um, a few of them would be, oh, let's see, almonds. Almonds are great for men. Pineapple, which we already touched on as, as you know, supposed to be the sexy food and has meaning for swingers. Um, pineapple, actually, it's really interesting when you start to get into the science of it. Uh, it's got a number of benefits to support men's sexual health. Um, it, it can help with um, sexual hormone production. It might help with male fertility. It, there's so much, it, it helps with circulation. Um, and on top of that, there's of course, the, what we talked about earlier, which is that it may make you taste better. Now, here's the thing about that. There's no actual proof. It's kind of like an urban myth, mm-hmm. but the reason, you know, I've read, I've read a couple of, of scientists takes on it and what they think happens is that something with sweetness and acidity like pineapple, and it doesn't necessarily have to be pineapple or pineapple juice. There are other foods that would do this as well, like oranges. Um, it probably reduces the bitterness of semen. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not that it tastes better. It's just, it doesn't seem as bitter. So one of the number one things on your list is salmon. And of course mm-hmm. I absolutely, for men, yeah, yeah, I absolutely love salmon for myself though, but that is literally the, <laughs> the number one thing on your list. And it says that it helps to improve stamina, increase mm-hmm. blood flow and mood enhancing. Yes. Hmm. Makes you want to eat salmon, doesn't it? Now, I I chose it specifically for men. Salmon is also beneficial to women. I should mention that, you know, most of the things on these lists are beneficial to both sexes. It's just that it's better for one than the other. Uh Um, uh, So salmon's also great for women. One of the things that I love about salmon is it's a good source of omega-3 fatty acids, which do... Helps with lubrication. Your, it helps with lubrication and it improves mood mm. like over time, like slowly. It's not like an instant thing, like with coffee, like, oh, I ate salmon. I'm so happy. It, it, but over time, you know, it, it helps improve so, mood. What is bison? I've seen that on the list mm. for men. I have no idea of what that is. Like, I know what everything else is, but I don't know what bison is. So bison would be, cla- it's a red meat. It would be classified as a wild game meat. Uh, like venison or something. Um, it doesn't have that gamey flavor though. You know what I mean? Like venison has like a real, like it has kind of a funky flavor. Right. Bison does not. Bison is fairly similar to beef in flavor, but it's lower in saturated fats. It's higher in it's, it's more uh, rich in protein. It's just uh, it's a superior choice. If you want a red meat, it's a superior choice. And so that's why we put it on the list for men. Oh, that's interesting. So it's interesting that for women, and it's not just regular chocolate. So the number Mm -hmm. one food that you recommend for women is dark chocolate. So is there a reason that you chose dark chocolate? Because in me going through my health journey, I did learn Mm -hmm. that dark chocolate is so much more healthier for you. Right. Period. In, in every, in so many aspects, but I didn't realize that it actually serves as an aphrodisiac sexually. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. is there a reason that dark chocolate is better than regular chocolate, so to speak? Yes. And I'm sorry to anyone who loves milk chocolate, but, uh, you're really not getting much benefit and I know you're not eating chocolate for its benefits, but Hey, if you eat dark chocolate, it actually has some, um, and it does have benefits to women's sexual health and it has benefits to heart health. And I want to mention any food that you hear is good for heart health, um, is also beneficial to your sexual health. And that's because this, you need the same functions are important, right? You need good circulation. You need good blood flow. You can't achieve orgasm without good blood flow. So (laughs) like you can't even stay up if your blood ain't flowing. Right. 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 And this applies to women too. Don't forget, you know? Yeah. But that's why a lot of people that have blood pressure issues have issues with orgasm and and, in men, I know that they have issues with, um, being, staying erect or getting erect. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's, um, Yeah, it's absolutely true. So any food that you hear is good for heart health, be it oats or red wine or whatever it is, know that it's also great for your sex life. So yay, bonus. 
and chili peppers. Like I stay away from everything, anything that say chili or pepper. <laughs> I don't do it. Oh, you okay. That's so, fine. So that's, you know, when I talked earlier about, okay, you heard some food is really great to seduce someone. Mm-hmm. No one should ever serve chili peppers to you, even though they're really great for seducing someone. <laughs> oh, Um, Yeah. Why is that? So what's the science behind? So chili peppers are really fun because they raise your body temperature. Like you get warm when you eat chili peppers Mm -hmm. and you know, it makes it a lot, it brings you a little closer to wanting to tear off your clothes. Right. Right. But they also, um, they also make your tongue and lips tingle. So -hmm. it can make kissing more fun. Um, so yeah. And if you eat enough of them and believe me, I will never be able to eat this many, but people who really love chilies will eat enough that they can have like sort of an endorphin rush, almost like a runner's high. Oh yeah. It can give you like this feeling of elation. If you're really into chilies, I will never go there. Um, a little chili goes a long way for me, but I can, I can appreciate the other aspects of it. So you're in your expert opinion in regards to um, increasing foods that increase your endorphins, Mm -hmm. simple things that can be added to the diet daily. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you add chili peppers to your diet. I wouldn't add chili peppers, but so you saying you recommend coffee. (laughs) I do. I do. Yes. Have your coffee and enjoy it. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so interesting to me. And women should have their dark chocolate. Very important. (laughs) This is true. So tell me in your experience in the years that you have been um, getting people excited about food, Mm -hmm. what is the weirdest food? Oh, but wait, I do want to ask this. Yeah, but I do want to find out about this because I did see on the list about asparagus. Oh yeah. Asparagus. How is asparagus? Because I love asparagus, but I don't like the way they come out. I don't know if I want to say this on oh, the platform. Right. But- yeah. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Okay. I'm just going to say who is smelling your pee? Well, <laughs> I am shit. <laughs> Me. So you, so, okay. So just hold I, your breath. I literally <laughs> never had this conversation out loud with anybody, but okay. Is out here now, right? Yeah. So that's normal, though, for totally. you. Totally. Totally. That is so crazy to me. I know. Okay, I just needed to cover yeah. that for my own sake. So, but to- that being said, so asparagus really is an aphrodisiac, and it's one of those foods. It started out historically at some point. Someone said, "Oh, it looks like the male member, so clearly this is an aphrodisiac." Okay, that's not the actual reason. We now understand why it worked. And it wasn't because you thought you were eating a very long, skinny penis. It, it doesn't yeah, that, that look at all like, right. It doesn't look at all like. Definitely was not my thought on those bears. No, but that's what, at one time, that's what they, what people thought. It turns out that for a vegetable, it has protein, which you don't think of in a green vegetable. So you're getting a little extra energy. It's also a source of vitamin E. Vitamin E is known as the sex vitamin because it is so essential to your sexual health. Whether you're a man or a woman, you need hmm. what vitamin, does vitamin e. e. What does vitamin E do to your sexual appetite, though? Let's see. Um, vitamin E. I got to go back in my mental Rolodex of, um, well, first of all, 
my favorite thing for vitamin personally is that it helps you look beautiful. It's like a, you know, it's a culinary fountain of youth, right? It's, it's good mm-hmm. for skin health. Um, because of the fatty acids. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I've right, been checking right, right. out their skin stuff because that, yeah. So I get that, but I never knew that it helped your say. So I'm learning what I'm learning about me. Let me tell you what I'm learning about me while you scrolling through your, your Rolodex, your mental Rolodex. My mental Rolodex. I know what the other thing about vitamin E is, duh. It's great. It's great for your heart. It is. It's great for your heart. It's good for circulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can, it can, it can, you know, it, it will help um, prevent um, plaque in your, the production of plaque in your arteries. Hmm. And so not only, you know, it's keeping your, you've got, it's good for, for skin health and everything. It's great for, um, for your blood circulation. Okay. So what I am learning throughout this conversation is I naturally love a lot of foods that's causing me to be eating something (laughs) sexy like literally my palate is just fucking designed to be sexy Mm. weird I don't Mm -hmm. don't know if that's more weird but it's kind of enlightening because it does answer a lot of questions for me Um, amazing as a as a woman it just enlightens me in a lot of different ways as to and I don't have these intimate conversations with people about why I'm a certain type of way but I think Mm -hmm. about certain things like why Mm -hmm. am I like this like why does this do this to me but my diet just having this conversation with you my diet on a daily basis just the things that tickle my appetite Mm -hmm. (laughs) are things that people use to enhance their sexual appetite very interesting so now absolutely it's it's the ultimate you are what you eat you know so and it's so important it's so important to put the right foods into your body for you know whatever i mean think about an athlete you know athletes eat a very specific way for a very specific goal i mean it's the same thing with your sexual health so what is the weirdest I want you to share with, cause you have been doing this for how long, Amy? Uh, more than 15 years. Okay. Um, gosh, so, I hate to admit I'm that old. Okay. <laughs> baby, you are not old. We get seasoned. We don't get old. Okay. Oh, thank you. And one thing I've always learned about seasoned things, baby, once they sit, they just taste better. How about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure your husband will appreciate that. <laughs> so... In your years, all your years of doing this, don't that make that sound great? All your years. All my years, yeah. But what is, I want to know two things. What is the most fascinating thing that you ran across that is not Mm -hmm. something typical that people discuss Mm -hmm. that you've learned throughout your research and your experience that helps increase the libido that you would have never thought? Okay. This is a weird one. And um, there's no, there's absolutely no science to it. This is all anecdotal, but so many people have told this to me. So when you have a job like mine and people find this out, they like to tell you weird, intimate things about themselves, like within minutes of meeting you. Okay. I'm so fucking nosy. I would love (laughs) it. And one of the things that comes up all the time is bacon. Now I've seen that on your website. Actually, I've seen 
the mention of the bacon on your website. And it's so fucking crazy. Now that's scary. I love mm-hmm. bacon and so does my five-year-old grandson. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't even want to fucking think about that. But um, yeah, well, yeah, no. Okay, so how does bacon do it though? Is it is it just bacon in general? Or is it just like all meat in it? No, no. I think it's the smell. You know, bacon has this very distinctive aroma. And I think it's the the aroma that turns people on. Because certainly it can't be eating bacon. There is like, it is terrible for your health. It is going to clog your arteries. You know, it's not, it is like one of the worst foods for your heart and health, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's the allure of like the smell of bacon just turns people on. Kind of like the drip of chocolate. Yes. Yes. Oh, interesting. So that was the weirdest thing. So what did you learn about the most common thing maybe that people thought was an aphrodisiac, but, but, you know, doing research and science behind it, you found out that it was not. Because I want people to know, like, you thought this was getting it, but this this is not what the fuck. He no, you know what? That's never that's never happened, actually. Are um, you serious? Oh yeah, and that's because all these foods that we you know here are aphrodisiac. There's usually like a lot of folkloric history behind it, and mm-hmm. I love to delve into that. And you know, you kind of look at these foods, and you look at the cultures that were celebrating these foods as something really important, something aphrodisiac. Well, in those cultures, most of the time, people were starving right? There wasn't enough food. So you weren't going to be just throwing around the, you know, oh, eat this honey. Well, they had to be out there having sex because they got, back in the day, people got tons of kids. (laughs) (laughs) Some had to be turning them on. I mean, you find that they instinctively found these foods were, were successful for them, like honey or, you know, the asparagus that we talked about earlier. Um, and so now we can look at it from we can a nutritional standpoint, we can we can look at how it affects you physiologically and all of these things. And we realize that there really is something scientific to them. So some are more some are a little more disappointing than others, but um, yeah, some you you figure out that the scientific the scientific benefits behind it, like the maca and the things like that, right, right. were were um, were things that we re- didn't realize. That's yeah. crazy. This and it's it's these type of things like the ginkgo. Like a lot of people are starting yeah. to read about that, and they right. they're learning that like that's incorporated in our foods, and it's come from people now starting to study. I think one of the most common thing is ginseng as well. People yeah. realizing the popularity behind ginseng and how beneficial it is is like these things that has always been in our food that we didn't know and we didn't research that we Mm -hmm. didn't know that were helping us you know what I'm saying to get back right so how do you feel about pistachios though oh I like them (laughs) no um so all tree nuts are considered aphrodisiac um some are better than others for supporting sexual health. Uh, as I mentioned, almonds are particularly good as are walnuts. Although I think walnuts are a little bitter. I, I wouldn't want to sit around eating walnuts personally. No, they um, dry as fuck. Yeah, yeah. So although I like them, like I'd like them in a muffin or a cookie, that'd be fine with me. 
no, I'm good without all that. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> me, <laughs> Amy, Amy, thank you so much for being a guest today. And sure. thank you for sharing your expertise on eating something sexy. Now, if the, I want you to tell the CDC fam, well, to find you at just in case they hadn't heard us say eating something sexy.com <laughs> enough. Um, the links will be in the show. But if you had to leave, I want you to leave the closed door conversation family with an elevator pitch on what okay. you would give a potential client on eating something sexy, whether they be male or female. Oh, well, they need to come to my website, eat something sexy.com. So they can find those lists of the 10 best foods for women and the 10 best foods for men, as well as recipes for cooking with them and other products that involve these. So you don't have to cook some things, you can buy stuff. And also we have suggestions for romantic travel, romantic wine, great cocktail recipes. And you can see the cover of my book, Oh, that thing, no, that thing, no, it's sexy. You hear me? <laughs> that, that thing is so sexy. So I'm going to just go um, down a list because I kind of like to give the closed door conversation family just a list of things um, that foods that are known as aphrodisiacs or artichokes, mm. as, asparagus, chocolate. Now, and you know, I seen figs on this list mm. and I was thinking about my grandmother had a fig tree when we was growing up. Oh. We used to get our ass whooped behind picking those figs. I wonder if she knew, <laughs> <laughs> she knew we wasn't supposed to be having those figs. Mm -hmm. Oysters, we've mentioned the chili peppers, strawberries, and watermelon. Now, I, oh, yeah. Oh, you got excited about that. Oh, what? yeah. Watermelon. <laughs> men, all men should eat watermelon. Come to my website to find out why. <laughs> okay, because I, I will. I eat it anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, I love watermelon. So that's what I'm saying. So Amy, it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Closed door conversations of you guys. I hope you have learned something in this conversation about eating something sexy. And if you have not, then how about you go to Amy's website at eatingsomethingsexy.com so you can learn more about the things that you can eat to increase your libido. Turns out, your host, your girl, already eating all the shit. All the shit she like is just sexy shit. I guess I'm just a sexy motherfucker. But thank you so much, Amy. Closed door conversations. I hope you have enjoyed this time with Amy and eating something sexy. Make sure you visit her at her website. Purchase her book. She has a lot of wonderful recipes in there. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to Closed Door Conversations podcast a place where no topic is off limits, no filters will be applied, and no judgment will be allowed. Yes, this is the end of the show, but it's definitely not the end of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. To get even more involved and more exclusive content, join our Patreon community. The conversation continues. Till next time.